0: Welcome back to Master Your Ash. I'm your host, Michael Prisdale, and today I will be smoking the Cavalier Limited Edition 2022, and this is in the 6x54 Toro format. very much like a milk chocolate bar with its box press almost a soft box press a little harder than a soft box press and it has the dual banding on it i don't know if i can get a close-up of that but obviously when we do our our overhead shot, you'll be able to see that in between the blue Cavalier band, which is kind of a new feature, and I can kind of lift it up, and the secondary band, not only are there logos of the diamond, the gold diamond that they use in the back, but there's also the tobacco leaf as well as the traditional Cavalier symbol that's on the blue band. And underneath all of that is our gold foil. As we all know from smoking Cavalier cigars, that is the signature with Cavalier cigars is the gold foil. A toast to Sebastian de Coupette and Cavalier's uh, European heritage and their Swiss heritage. This is a beautiful Toro 6x54. The MSRP on it is $12, and the blend is undisclosed, as, do, as are all the Cavalier limited editions. So there were 1,948 boxes created in total for this limited edition this year, and that is because 1,948 Fahrenheit is the... Bur- is the melting point of gold. So smoke gold, stay gold, as they say. Off the cold draw, there is definitely a buttery component to it. Creamy notes. As well as a touch of almond and almost like a. Almost like a felt kind of peppermint or permanent marker kind of um, flavor. And I know that's weird because we don't normally taste permanent markers, we just smell them, but that's the flavor that I associate in my palate. Almost like maybe a flintiness. Initial lighting has all of these wonderful creamy components along with some almond, some earthy salinity slash minerality, it's probably that flint note where that goes. And then there's also really nice amount of dry toast on the actual palette itself. Especially after you get done retrohaling. After you retrohale, all the cream, the almond notes kind of come to the forefront, and then it's just dry toast on the finish. But great length to it, especially off of the initial lighting. One of the one of the best kind of finishes that I've gotten off just an initial lighting in a while. Since probably the Bosphorus review. And so far? everything has been up to status quo. We're getting a lot of really great cream notes on the cigar. The pepper on the retrohale has picked up to the point where it's just a step below being eye-watering and being kind of an aggregate and aggressive on the actual olfactory senses. Every single time that I retrohale this cigar, I certainly get hit with it, and it's something that for how creamy the cigar is, it's almost borderline Connecticut shade at this point. Um, And for how much of the dry toast is on the back end and all of those flavor notes that I went over in that initial lighting, the first third was met with just a ton of cream, a little bit of spice pop here and there. And now that we've entered into the second layer, the second third, we're certainly getting much more spice on the retrohale, as well as all of those cream, almond, toast notes, and a slight hint of salinity slash minerality as well. But man, the cigar, it's got a nice coating effect on the palette, super lengthy finish, and it's all it's cracked up to be for being a limited edition, being a $12 price point so far. I'm gonna smoke this down. I'll be back with the second, third, and some pairing ideas. The gold, and that means that we are in the final third almost. So as far as transitions, this cigar is not the cigar for transitions. We still have an abundant amount of creamy notes. We still have the wonderful, nice almond nutty notes. The salinity is still present and has remained throughout. It almost kind of reminds me of the Goliath line where you have that potato chip on the Goliath and on the David. It, It does finish like that potato chip kind of essence. Pepper has died tremendously down in the second third and throughout the second third into this final third, which is nice because it makes all of the other flavors that much easier to pick out, makes them a little bit less hard, a little bit less nuanced to really kind of work through. And for this particular cigar, I think that you have an abundance of pairings that you can obviously do. I think that with this particular cigar, I really want My Diet Dr. Peppers, I want my Batangas with some Coca Cola, some agave spirits, as well as your Cuba Libres with your Rum and Cokes. So I think this is a cocktail worthy cigar. I don't think that it is as bold in flavor because it never really goes past medium to warrant sipping like single malt whiskey or scotches or anything along those lines. I think that you could do well with maybe some Irish whiskeys, especially some of the ones like Redbreast that have like the Lustau sherry cast that we've had on the channel before. I think that that would be a great overall pairing to put with this cigar and just see how a little bit of sherry cask influence whiskey that's maybe not as in your face as some of the single malts and some of the whiskey some of the American whiskeys out there would finish but past that I think that you know you stick with the lower ABV stuff you do your wines your beers and in beers and wines I would say something along like the fruity notes and the buttery components I think that to be honest. With white wine, you don't even need to go with off-dry Riesling. You might even be able to go with maybe some of the buttery Chardonnays of the world and just really match butter for butter on this, especially because a lot of those get some oak to them. So any kind of oaky, more oaky Chardonnays or something that kind of teeters the line between butter and oak might really help out. But other than that, I think that, you know, this is a great cigar for $12. It's good to pick up an, an LE Cavalier and just try out. If I had to go between... The two most recent Cavaliers that I've smoked, the ones that were released in 2022, the Cavalier Inner Circle and this particular one, I would say that I favor the Limited Edition 2022. We still have the other size of the Inner Circle to smoke. So I'm going to kind of just frame that and add that to that note because of the fact that I feel as though smoking the Toro of the Inner Circle, maybe I'll get a little bit different of an experience off the Robusto. And being that this is only offered in Toro, doesn't have as much versatility. So I'm gonna add that caveat in there just for those out there that are wondering, should I go with the Inner Circle, which is available? It's you know right around the same price point, maybe a little less. Before you invest in the limited edition, it is worth it to try the Inner Circle, although two distinct smokes. This one is much more buttery, much more creamy, much more nutty than the Inner Circle even was. So take that for what it's worth. However, if I am comparing Toro for Toro, I'm going with the Limited Edition 2022 on this one, and I'm going to say that it is definitely a box-worthy smoke at that 10-count box. You can age these for a nice long time, see how they develop. There's definitely some elements of this blend that I think over time could create a little bit more transition. This has been my review of the Cavalier Limited Edition 2022 in Toro. Thank you all so much for watching, for liking, for commenting, and subscribing as always. I look forward to catching you again for another Cavalier Cigar review.